Good afternoon, and welcome into the Sports on Tap podcast. It's the two brothers, as always. I'm Sammy. And I'm George. And man, if that pump-up music doesn't get you all excited to listen to this podcast, I don't know what to tell you, because every time I listen to it, Sammy, it just pumps me up. Uh, well, that's what I like to hear. It's supposed to pump you up. It's supposed to be a good vibe music. And uh, after another week of football, some good vibes is what it's supposed to be. And uh, as man. always... As always, on this podcast, we're going to do the same thing we're doing every Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever it is after the NFL season, which is a one-minute warning, one minute each game, every single one, and then three kings, three stooges of quarterbacks, and a did-this-really-happen story that might not be football-related, so it's just whatever we're feeling. But we also have some other things happening. I mean, NBA is about to start soon. Baseball playoffs are about to start soon. So there's there's a whole bunch of sports things happening in this world. Yeah, man, it's that time of year. October feels like it's the greatest time in sports because you got, like you said, baseball playoffs, NBA, and NFL. This year we add something else at the end of the year, which is the World Cup for the first time ever in, in the uh, winter, I guess. So this is just a Fall. crazy time for sports. Fall, well, probably. no... It, it's going to be in uh, beginning of December, end of December, November. end of November through December. So uh, winter and fall, actually both. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, winter doesn't start till December twenty first, technically. So I think uh, it okay. might be close to over, right? So it, it should be no. over. I think it's over around the eighteen nineteen. So yeah, all only fall. Yeah, because like group stages are during Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be yeah. done around the eighteenth, I think. So yeah, fall. I got my seasons correct for the first time ever. I, I cannot December right. means winter, but it's really winter doesn't start till end of December. Which is kind of weird because you're right. Everyone thinks that. I kind of think personally, not that this matters. Like to me, the day after Thanksgiving is the start of winter. <laughs> That's how like I, my body. Not how things. science works. But it's I not guess. How science is, works. Is, yeah. Are seasons science I technically? I right? guess. Probably. There's a reason behind it. Geology. Yeah. Whatever it is. <laughs> Well, let's get to our one-minute warning. I'll go first here just to announce the first one, and we'll get vibing, which was a Thursday night football match uh, between two very average quarterbacks in Jacoby Brissett and Mr. Trubisky. We had the Steelers losing to the Browns 29-17. to Yeah, not much to say about this game. The Browns roster is really good, and if when Deshaun Watson does come back, and a lot of people don't, want him to come back uh, for obvious reasons, but he is going to be coming back this year. This might be a really good football team. Yeah, they'll probably be pretty good. Obviously the Steelers should start Kenny Pickett, just start the rebuild now because they're not going to win more than four or five games with Trubisky. So might as well put in Kenny Pickett. The fans want to see him. You're going to lose games either way with either quarterback. And like you said, the Browns with Watson, that team should be three, and zero. I know they fucked up against the jets, but really they should be three, and zero. the Browns are, a pretty pretty good football team. Yeah, they're a very very good football team. All right, um, on to the next one, the battle. <laughs> on to the next team. shitty game, the battle <laughs> of shit. The Houston Texans who are o two. The Houston Texans who are o two and one, and the Bears somehow are two and one. The worst two and one team maybe in history of the NFL. Yeah, man, all I got to really say about this game, there's not much to say about the Texans. No one cares about the Texans. Like, they're, they're quarterbacks, nobody, whatever. What really matters here is, uh, despite being 2-1 with the Bears, 
I don't think they found their guy in Justin Fields. When we get to our later quarterbacks, Stooges and Kings, I'm definitely bringing up Justin Fields uh, because last week we talked about how minimal amount of throws he made. And uh, it was even worse this week. And his stats are god-awful. He's not very good quarterback. Yeah, and just a spoiler alert, you don't have – if you win a game, you could still end up on the Stooges. Correct. It's he's he's that bad. He's like Absolutely. he's really bad. He might be the worst throwing quarterback in the NFL. Like worse he, than Daniel could, Joneses of the world. Worse than he other guys. Could very possibly be that. He's not very good. Uh, we have a shocking zero three Raiders losing to the Tennessee Titans, who are also not very good this year. Uh, twenty two to twenty four. <laughs> I mean. They had a closed-door meeting with McDaniels after the game. Um, Mark Davis did, and I could see why you'd want to do that. This team is actually a very good roster. There is no reason the Raiders should be 0-3, and it's not like they're getting blown out. It's not like the games have been – I mean, you know, it's not like they could very easily be 3-0. and They lost to the Chargers by 5. They lost to the Cardinals by 6 in overtime, and they lose to the Titans by 2, and they fail a 2-point conversion to tie the game. So – in general, they're 0-3, but this is maybe it only, and I usually wouldn't say this, but an 0-3 team that could turn around and make the playoffs. Probably could. You took up all the time. There's only five seconds left. But That, that took a minute? Yes. <laughs> you wow. Ramble, you ramble a lot. Uh, all I was going to say is uh, that they should have kept their interim coach last year. They took him to the playoffs. It's kind of fucked up to fire him. That's my only thought. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, the the rematch of the big comeback of Andrew Luck, the Chiefs versus the Colts, a shocker, twenty to seventeen. Um, Matt Ryan didn't look like a piece of shit for once for the Colts, which was nice. Um, I don't really take much away from this game. The Colts are probably better than they've been playing because they're they have a you know apparently. Their GM's great, and apparently they have the best roster every single season, right? But they just don't have the quarterback. That's like the news with the Colts every year. So this is probably more who they are, a decent team, if Matt Ryan plays okay. I take nothing away from it for the Chiefs. You're going to lose some games. Chiefs are probably still a top-five team in football, so I'm not really... There's not much to take away from this. It was a home win. The Colts needed a win. Yeah, I feel the same exact way. But I do want to say Mahomes hasn't looked as sharp without Tyreek Hill. I mean, and he's been putting up okay stats, but they haven't looked exactly Patrick Mahomes-ish. Meanwhile, Tua looks like Patrick Mahomes with Tyreek Hill, so that tells you something. Exactly. Tells you something decent. Okay, well, speaking of Tua, um, the Miami Dolphins, shock, even though it's at home, shock the Buffalo Bills, the team that last week you said, is the social media narrative going to be 17-0? and uh, And they lose. To Tua and the Miami Dolphins, nineteen to twenty-one. All right, here's the thing. Here, I mean, this is what you want to see as a Dolphins fan, right? Tua didn't necessarily play a very good football game compared to what he played the last two games: thirteen for eighteen, one hundred eighty-six yards, uh, one touchdown, no picks, and also they concussed. still and also got concussed. <laughs> like and they that. in the second half, <laughs> and they still found a way to win. So if you're a Dolphins fan, like if you can win when Tua balls out and you can also win when Tua plays average, man, you, you might have a really good football team. Yeah, obviously um, the coach is really good. Uh, McDaniels, is he also McDaniels? Is that, is that correct? I think right? there's no S, no plural. McDaniel, I think it's yeah, yeah. McDaniel. Um, Obviously, Tua is decent, and this whole roster is decent. 
Tua probably shouldn't have been in that game. A guy was falling over. But they're investigating. And last year, the biggest take for this out of this is they're investigating the Dolphins for how they handled that. Um, with, but, with good reason. <laughs> yeah, because the guy looked like he was about to pass out. He fell on the ground. But in general, this means nothing for the Bills. I know they're in the same division. Bills are the better team. I can say that confidently, even though they I lost agree. this game. Most likely the Bills are the better team. Last thing I'll say, I just have to say this. We're out of time, but I mean, we can't skip over this is we also had our first ever butt punt in that game. Oh, so, I forgot about that. Yeah, that legendary they, moment. Yeah, we have to acknowledge that a very legendary moment. Dolphins will make the playoffs, though. I'll say that. Oh, yeah, they're a playoff team. All right. So the somehow one in two cardiac cat lions lose 28 to 24 to the now somehow two in one Vikings. <sighs> That's what I have to say about that. Just a deep sigh. They're playing my Seahawks this week, the Lions. So I um, hope they'll do the same against us as blow another lead. And I just feel bad. This I feel like every, last year this team should have won like 15 games. And this year they already probably should be like 3-0. and But they find a way to blow it every single week. And I I just that's all I have to take away from this because it sucks. The Lions should be a good football team. This I think maybe it's coaching. Yeah, it could be coaching at the end of the game because it seems like these guys play hard. And then somehow, if you told me right now that the Lions are the worst team in this division at one and two, and somehow the uh, Bears are tied for first at two and one, I'd be like, what the hell? And that's where we're at right now. And I think that's going to change because the Lions are a good football team or seem very like good football team. <clears throat> and last thing, Kirk Cousins, uh, obviously, is a fucking great quarterback as long as it's not a primetime game. The guy wins every single game that's not primetime. And then you get to these primetime games and it's just a collapse. Yeah, right. some, some, sometimes it's in your head, right? Like, I mean, at this point, you think, you know, Monday Night Football record, it's probably in his head. Yeah. Although he did win a playoff game, so he kind of stumped some of the... Yeah, but that was like a 1 p.m. But... playoff game. If they played it at like 8.30 at night. <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> uh, we have the Baltimore Ravens, MVP Lamar Jackson, uh, beats the Patriots 37-26. to 26. Yeah, it's. I mean, right now, if the, the season Sorry, ended uh, and, on the and on the road, um, if the season ended today, he would definitely be the MVP. Lamar Jackson, him or Hurts, him or Hurts, but it's more. I mean, Lamar Jackson again, five total touchdowns to follow another five touchdown total game the week before, and a, I think a four touchdown total in week one. He, he's been unbelievable. And for the, um, I, I hear here's a fun game for you. Who's a Patriots uh, backup quarterback now that uh, Mac Jones is going to Probably Brian Hoyer. Good job. I had to Google it, but it is Brian Ho- Hoyer. Oh, yes, it is. Good guess by me. There you go. <laughs> uh, I would assume it's Brian Hoyer is who he usually is. Um, I feel bad. Mac Jones might be out for a couple of weeks with a high ankle sprain. He actually had some flashes of like being decent. I know he threw three picks, but you know, I think the Patriots are not as bad of a situation as people keep trying to make it. I think people expect the Patriots to be the Patriots because of Bill Belichick and the system. Kind of similar to like Pete Carroll and the Seahawks or Mike Tomlin and the Steelers who are now one and two. Sometimes you're going to not have the right quarterback or not have the right personnel for a year or two. We're so used to seeing them winning. That's just not how it always works. I think all those teams are in better positions than people realize. Like Bill Belichick will be fine as a coach and find a way out of not being great. And, uh, uh, that's what I take away from this too. Is I just don't think the collapse of the Patriots is so obvious as everyone says. 
Yeah, I agree. But if they have Brian Hoyer for five, six games, I don't know how. I'm long not talking it is. about like this season. I'm just talking about in general. They're in general, okay, okay. Like, they're not. It's not like they're going to become the Jaguars franchise or like the Commanders, whatever. You know? Yeah, no, I I can agree with that. I'm just worried for them this season. But hey, they might get a really really good draft pick and rebuild the team. All right, so the Bengals twenty-seven, the Jets twelve. All right. Well, the Bengals are wearing white the white helmets on Thursday this week. That's what I have to say about this game. I don't think I even saw a highlight from this game on Red Zone or anything. It was just like Joe Burrow threw like two, three touchdowns, and uh, they beat the Jets. Yeah, That's the only I highlight I saw was Keelan Killen, however you say his name, in, uh, for the Jets yelling at his coaches. Yeah. But other than that, I don't remember a Quinn highlight. You mean Quinnen? Quinnen Williams? Quinnen. Quinnen. I don't know how to say it's his name. really not hard. Quinnen. Quinnon. Quinnon Williams. Yeah, he yelled at his coach. All right, on to the next one. Because, But they are wearing the white helmets on Thursday, by the way. It's pretty cool. That finally, because those are the yeah. going to be the coolest helmets in uh, NFL. This game is also kind of like a... But, like, there's one guy to talk about. Uh, the Eagles on the road in Washington win 24-8. to eight. All right, this Eagles team is interesting because they come out in the first half just like gangbusters. And I think now that's three straight weeks where they did great in the first half, put up a ton of points, and scored no touchdowns in the second half. I don't know what that means or if it means anything, because I don't think it does, but it's kind of a weird stat. Interesting. Yeah, I don't think it means anything. I think they're up 24 nothing, and they're like, and their defense stops the other team, and they're like, all right, conservative offense. Let's not throw picks and do stupid stuff. Um, they're really fucking good. Jalen Hurts is great. I think him and Lamar Jackson are the two in the MVP race. Um and I strongly doubted them before the season, so I apologize because I was like, "Ah, oh, whatever, Jalen Hurts. Like, come on, like, he's pretty good. <laughs> he yeah, is pretty he's, good. he is really, really good. I, I, I doubted him last year. I doubted him this year. So, uh, my, my apologies to Jalen Hurts, who's uh, probably not listening right now, but still, I apologize. We're sorry. <laughs> All right, this one kind of uh, hurts me a little bit. Uh, Saints 14, Panthers 22. The battle of former number one picks, Jameis Winston, Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Um, shit. Jameis threw th- three picks again, right? Yeah, three picks again. And so he's, I think he has more picks than touchdowns now in the season already. That's always um, good. He is, uh, it's a bad sign. Because Baker Mayfield's been playing pretty bad too. Um, that Baker might be better than Jameis right now. And it, Baker's been playing bad. So um, I don't know. Both these teams, same division, they both have something to figure out. Like, actually, every team in that division, let's just use this as a conversation mm-hmm. for a second. Mariota is obviously not the future of Atlanta. Right. Tampa Bay, Brady's probably leaving after this year. If not, like for sure after next year. Right. And then you have Saints and Panthers with Jameis and Baker. Like, I don't know if they're like set on them either. There's like not a single quarterback that I know of is going to be there next year. Yeah. The only thing I know is at least Jameis can probably talk his way to getting an extra year. And and (laughs) Baker's on contract, I think. Okay. So at least those two. Yeah. And I don't think either one of these teams are going to be bad enough to be like taking it with yeah, you just faded a little bit out, but I don't know what you just said. But I said I, I don't think either one of these teams will be picking in the top five, so I don't think they'll both win like seven games, <laughs> right? So I, it's going to be kind of hard to find. It's not like quarterbacks are just walking around the street. That's fair. 
Uh, this is an interesting one. We had the Jaguars on the road, which probably felt like a home game in, <laughs> against the Chargers, uh, 38 to 10. Um, yeah, it looks like having a competent head coach matters. Uh, Doug Peterson has turned Trevor Lawrence in the last three games into Trevor Lawrence that people expected coming out of Clemson. He looks like a really competent and good quarterback, and it just goes to show you need a good uh, coach. And second of all, uh, I don't know if they're trying to kill Herbert or something, but you're down by 28 points in the fourth quarter, and he has broken ribs. He shouldn't be playing. I don't. Based on how he played, he probably shouldn't have played the whole game. Just he should have sat out one week. Yeah, yeah no, totally. It's not his fault. He was hurt. But yeah, I'm saying. That. I mean, the Chargers probably would beat the Jags on like a healthy neutral field. Like if Herbert's 110, percent but the Chargers have bad luck. Everyone gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Keenan Allen was out. They lost their starting uh, guard or tackle Slater. Um, Bosa got hurt. Like this team just has shit luck. That's what I is. couldn't agree more. But Trevor Lawrence, I am impressed. Uh, and it's you know maybe somebody should have hired Doug Peterson earlier. He won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles and gets fired somehow. So maybe you should have should have took a look at that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Rams 20, Cardinals 12. Kind of a weird Cardinals team. I don't even know what to make of either one of these teams right now. Uh, The Rams don't seem like themselves. Stafford obviously was coming off like that elbow problem. He's not throwing the ball like he was last year. He wasn't like as accurate and as like, I know you always had accuracy issues, but it just doesn't seem the same. Kyler Murray's throwing 58 times and, they put in up 12 points. I have no idea what to make of either of these teams, but either one could win the NFC West because I think the NFC West is kind of a crapshoot this year. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, maybe the Rams just in general won the Super Bowl and kind of taking a step back or not as motivated like a Matt Stafford. I don't know. I can't really explain what's going on. They don't look that great. And the Cardinals have Kyler Murray. Like They should be better. <laughs> they just should be better. Which they're kind of fine. They lost by eight to the Rams, and they beat the Raiders, and they, they lost week one bad, I think. But, like, just give it time. Like, I don't know. We're still so early with those type of teams with good quarterbacks that it's kind of like, just let's wait a couple weeks and see what happens. I know, but it's just weird that you have Kyler Murray and you don't score a touchdown the whole game. Settle for four field. Rams defense is also very tough to go against. All right, that's fair. That's tough defense. Uh, Falcons at... Seahawks. The Falcons win 27 to 23. We have a Seattle sports podcast. It's called Sports on Tap Seattle. Just look that up on all platforms. You can hear our depression about this uh, from Monday. Depression is a good adjective to describe our feeling about this game. Marcus Mariota came into Seattle and looked like, I don't know, like Oregon Marcus Mariota. Like Oregon Marcus, UW. yeah, coming into UW and just shredding us. I mean, I, I felt bad for Geno Smith, as a, who had 325 yards and two touchdowns. Um, but, God, he just – our defense is shit. Yeah, I mean, as a Seattle bias here, I don't have much to say about the Falcons. I think they're a bad football team, and we lost to them, so it tells you what I think of the Seahawks. We uh, – Geno Smith played really well. I tweeted that this morning. The fact that Geno Smith is clearly above and beyond like 10 times playing better than Russell Wilson. It's not even comparable. If you look at like stats, eye test, everything. Geno Smith has outdone Russell Wilson by like 10 times this year so far. Mm -hmm. And the Seahawks are losing to the Falcons. That tells you a lot about the roster. The defense is B-A-D. 
Very yeah. bad. If you told if you told me that if the that that Geno Smith was going to be outplaying Russell Wilson and the Seahawks are going to be one and two, I'd be like, what? That like, that would yeah, confuse like, me. What's happening? Excuse me. And the defense is bad, man. That's what it is. It sucks. It really sucks. A hundred percent. All right. Um, the game of the week, supposedly Packers fourteen, Buccaneers twelve, and this didn't feature much offense with two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Yeah, um, my biggest take, to be honest, there's two parts to this. Brady's old, is getting there. I'm sure, knowing Tom Brady, by the end of the year, we'll be like, haha, we thought he was old, and like mm-hmm. he has 35 touchdowns, and they're going to the Super Bowl, right? There's a very big chance that happens. Yeah, and keep but, in mind, he was missing Mike Evans, Godwin, and Julio Jones. I understand that. I'm just saying, in general, he does look older. doesn't matter. He, does. he used to play with just like little white guys and be great. So, but... The thing is, what really impresses me is this defense. You're holding Rodgers to no points in the second half. This defense has been, like, stellar. So the Tampa Bay will have the chance to win a lot of games based on defense, and Tom Brady can kind of get hot again. Yeah, that's how I feel, too. I think if you just get him some weapons, um, he doesn't even have to be – he has to be 70% of Tom Brady with this defense to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, they're good. But both teams, this might be your NFC championship. Because there's a lot of question marks in the NFC this year. That's such a good point. This could be the NFC championship. Um, Everyone's picking the Eagles, but I just think they're maybe a year away because they haven't really gone through the uh, grind of multiple playoff wins. You've got to get your heart broken a couple times first. I will say I'd be shocked if one of those two, one of one of those two, are not in the NFC championship. Oh, I would be too. Yeah, NFC. Sorry, jeez. I, I almost like corrected myself to say AFC, and it's the NFC. But you were right. You got it right the first time. All right, we had the battle of shitty quarterback play for this one. We had Jimmy Garoppolo playing crappy at Denver as Russell Wilson played crappy, and the Broncos somehow pulled out an 11-10 to 10 victory. Yeah, and somehow um, Russell Wilson was able to spew shit out of his mouth that sounded like positivity. God, he, I just don't think he's very good anymore. I, I think he can have flashes where he looks okay. I just don't think Russell Wilson is a good quarterback. in the NFL. He's good. He's not a great quarterback in the NFL anymore. Yeah, he's definitely taking a downturn. Um, if you're a Broncos fan, you should be worried. Um, all I take away from this game is, first of all, 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo did not practice with them all summer. He was practicing on a separate field. He did not go through training camp with them. He was the backup. I am 0% concerned about Jimmy Garoppolo. I hate the 49ers as a... Seahawks fan, but I genuinely think that they're a team that's like a weird threat to go to the NFC Championship or Super Bowl mm-hmm. as Jimmy Garoppolo recovers from his surgery on his shoulder that people aren't really considering either and gets more playing time with this whole roster and this whole team. Uh, he also stepped out of bounds. I just want to mention that. that yeah, cool. he did the Dan Orvosky. But one of my biggest takeaways is going to be before we talk about Monday Night Football is Eli Manning last night with the uh, on the Manning cast during Monday Night Football, hit the joke of the Broncos should have paid the punter $245 million instead of Russell Wilson. And even Peyton Manning's face, who obviously is a Denver bias, kind of with the smile and nod, like, oh, God. Like, yeah, and that's a crazy thing about that real quick, is that Russell Wilson is trying to become that third quarterback in Denver, right? I mean, you had the John Elway led him to the Super Bowl. The Peyton Manning led him to the Super Bowl. Anything short of winning a Super Bowl and having that $250 million contract is a failure 
for the Denver Broncos with Russell Wilson. And I just yeah. don't envision it happening. I would even forget Elway for a second because he was more of a, like a, I feel like he's more of a Bronco guy than Manning or Wilson yeah. will be, right? Because right, right. it's like second stint here. Uh, they're really trying to copy what happened with Peyton Manning. Exactly, right? Yes. Like this, we've been looking for a quarterback. We have the defense. We have the roster. Like Peyton Manning, what was Went was there three years or four? Went to two Super Bowls, one one. Right, four, that, four. I think yeah, four. Yeah, that's they signed Russ to this four or five year deal. That's what they're expecting. They're expecting to go to a Super Bowl or two and win one. Like they're trying to copy mm-hmm. that Payne Manning model, and it's, so far it's looking like it could be an epic failure. And I don't care. People are like, oh, it's only the third game with this coach and this. Like, I understand that. But if you're if you're still as good as Russell Wilson was four years ago, you're coming in Denver and you're winning. You're looking better than this. At least competent. You're not yeah. looking at like those stats and like, like he he literally. I mean, twenty for thirty three hundred eighty four yards, four sacks, thirty two QBR. Like, sorry, just not good enough. And that was his best game of the year so far. Like statistically, I feel like he had a lot of yards against Seattle, but like there yeah. was fumbles at the goal line. A lot of shit happened. We we're changing the name of this podcast to "Fuck Russell Wilson" podcast, allegedly, because <laughs> we went seven minutes on seven minutes on that game, and it was like the shittiest game. Of the but the uh, ending was fun, I guess. So yeah, it's fun ending. All, All right, right, let's get on to the Monday Night game. Football. Here uh, we go. Somehow, 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 I'm gonna let Sammy talk about this more than me. Cowboys 23, Giants 16. Sammy, you bet that under 38 and a half, and somehow this went over. Yeah, it went to 39, but I did cash out. I, I put like 70 bucks on it. I cashed out basically on 35, so half my money back. Uh, when it was at 30. Five, no, 36 uh, before the, the last field goal that the mm-hmm. Giants hit. So I was lucky I cashed out because it was going to hit the over. But as a nine to, what was it? No, six to three game at half. I thought I hit it for sure. I was going to win 150 bucks almost. And uh, it was quite depressing. But I all I got to say is Cooper Rush, quarterback, quarterback drama, controversy. Uh, I don't think there'll be any yet, but if Dak comes back and doesn't play as good as Kubrush is playing, then it'll start. Yeah, it's more of a joke, but at the same time, you know Jerry Jones. And you know this Cowboys team. If somebody keeps winning, yeah. they don't fuck around with that. No, no, they really don't. So, yeah. Uh, and Daniel Jones is no good, by the way. Yeah, he's very bad. Uh, just very point bad at that football. out in case people did not know that he's not very good. Yeah, he's bad at, bad at football. It's fine. Um, <laughs> George, before we move on to Three Kings, Three Stooges, yes, I'm going to throw out a little plug at the little thing at the bottom. If you're watching this on video, like on wherever, we, we well, I guess you'd be watching it on Spotify if you're watching it on video. We do have a uh, we have the video on Spotify if you'd like to watch it. Um, you can find us everywhere at The Sports on Tap, at The Sports on Tap on all social media. Also, The Sports on Tap podcast on all podcast platforms. And... If you like to do some daily wagering, you can find us on Prize Picks app. Look up the Prize Picks app and use promo code The Sports on Tap, all one word, The Sports on Tap, and you get a hundred percent deposit match up to a hundred bucks. So you put in a hundred bucks, they give you a hundred bucks in free play. It is legal in states like Texas and California, where usually gambling isn't because it's daily fantasy. Over unders on player props, so make sure you check that out um, and uh, show some love to us. The Sports on Tap is the promo code on Price Picks. All one word. Just like a social media handle. Love it. Well, George. Yes, sir. Three Kings, Three Stooges. We're running, we're running a little heavy on time today. So let's get this one rolling. All right. Um, 
Let's start with the three kings. All right. Kings. Throw me a name. I'll tell you if I have them too. Oh All right. God. There's two guys who are obvious on this list, and they're Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts. I have them both. So All right. That's not even a question. All right. So Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts are on our three kings. And my third three king is Trevor Lawrence this week. Unfortunately, mine is as well. Oh, wow. This is, is this the first time we've had complete, um, what do they say? Complete agreement. Agreement. Wow. I, my English is getting very, very bad, my friend. Um, Here's on the podcast. Jalen Hurts, it was, is just an obvious one. I was like, yeah. don't even, like, he's probably, and I thought Lamar Jackson as well. Yeah. I was going to get there. Jalen Hurts is an obvious one. He's been like the best quarterback in the NFL, maybe. And then Lamar Jackson, he went 218 for four touchdowns and a pick and then added 107 rushing yards with a touchdown. So, I mean, like, that's unbelievable. Like, it's video it's game like, stats. He's literally like the best rusher in the league that week and the best passer in the league that week. So, it was pretty crazy. The reason I had Trevor Lawrence is because I was thinking about Joe Burrow, but it, 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 like they kind of just like played the Jets and like Burrow's not been as good as Lawrence this year so far. And I thought Josh Allen, but because Josh Allen took the loss, mm-hmm. I gave the edge. To Trevor Lawrence. That's the only reason. Otherwise, Josh Allen had a better game than Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I, I had the same exact train of thought. And those are my two other guys that I was trying to decide. But I think overall, it wasn't like it's not that Trevor Lawrence played the greatest game ever. I thought he was very, very good. But this week, we didn't really have many quarterbacks playing lights out other than Lamar and, uh, and Jalen Hurts. And then Trevor Lawrence gets a third spot. Yeah, I, that was an easy one. All right. Well, sorry, guys. Usually we argue about this, but I'm sorry about that. All right, Stooges time. Time for Stooges. Stooges. All right, Daniel Jones. All right, he's on mine. We're going to have the same exact (laughs) list. I already have feeling. Okay, Daniel Jones is 196 for the pick. The guy's going to lose his job at the end of this year, probably. Yeah, at um, the end of this year. I just think they don't have any alternatives, so they just have to yeah, keep they bringing don't. out Daniel Jones. When he threw that pick to Trayvon Diggs at the end of the game, his face was like, fuck, I lost my job. And yeah. the best part is they're 2-1. and one. Like They're actually pretty like – they've been won some and games this year somehow. If they had a good quarterback, I think it's a good team. Their defense is really good. Saquon Barkley is really good. Their running game is good. Their wide receivers are good, but their quarterback well, stays. Wide receivers aren't very good anymore, unfortunately. Like Shepard well, cut- just tore his ACL. True, and, true. And uh, what's his name? Galloway. Galladay. Like played a couple snaps, like dropped the ball off his head this time. I think it's in his head now. But they they did have a very good, and they still have Tony. I don't know, but the core is kind of like diminishing. That doesn't help Daniel Jones either. Yeah, it doesn't help that Daniel Jones is their quarterback also. Yeah. <laughs> um, next up, I had Justin Fields. Has All right, I also list. have Justin Fields on my uh, on my list. So <laughs> I said I was going to talk about his stats because I did last week. Remember, I put him on the list specifically. I was like. They threw the ball in a loss like eleven times last right. week. This this week they won, which they're the worst two and one team in the history of NFL. Probably like if there's, the, I'm sure there's some stats behind that because like they're just not good. Yeah. But he was eight for seventeen, one hundred and six yards and two picks. Like the, how bad is he? Yeah, I mean he's just he's god awful. But then we also have to keep in mind they're not doing anything to help him on the offensive end. They have the worst maybe receiving core in the league, and they have the worst uh, offensive line in the league. So that also doesn't help, but he's not helping himself either because he's playing like crap. Yeah, I mean, Daniel Jones looks better than him. That's a, like, like, fuck, man. Well, that's saying like, a lot, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, who's your third? Let's see. Okay, I had three people on my list. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But I'm going to go with 
three guys I like too, Jimmy G, Jameis, and Wentz. And I'm going to go, I think, with Carson Wentz, who got sacked nine times. It's none of those guys, though. Who is it? You're, miss- you're missing someone. Am I right? missing someone? The guy who played against Justin Fields, Davis Mills. This guy sucks. I mean, Davis was he- Mills was 20 for 30 with two interceptions also. And like, was like a like 200 yards. He's probably played worse than Jameis. Uh, okay. Maybe Jameis. I don't know. But Davis Mills, I can't believe he's not on your list. I mean, I don't know. He looked, yeah, one touchdown, two picks. How about Jimmy G? That's not fair. First of all, Jimmy G, 211 yards and a touchdown. That's better than, uh, that's better than Jameis by far. That's better than Davis Mills. No, Jameis, Jameis had 353 yards passing. Yeah, but he had three picks. That doesn't count. You can't look at the yards if you're throwing three picks. <laughs> Slinging it out Jimmy there. Jimmy G's uh, absolutely not on this list compared okay. to Davis Mills. Like, All right. And you know I love Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, let's make a comparison. I'm a Carson Wentz guy. So what's gonna, Carson Wentz stats? All right. Uh, 25 for 43, 211 yards, no touchdowns, no picks, 11 QBR, but nine sacks. You say 11 QBR? Yeah. Whew. Shit. 11? 11 QBR. Fuck it. Let's put Carson Wentz. Screw David Mills. Yeah, I feel bad because, I, you know, I like Carson Wentz. But I, you can't get sacked nine times. And I think there was one point in the game at halftime, you showed me that they had minus 11 passing yards or something like that. Yeah, it was like 210 passing yards to like minus 10. Yeah, so that's why I had like I kept that in mind, and I'm like I said, I, it, it pains me to do it. It actually pains me to put Carson Wentz on this list. Well, fuck it, he's on there. We have Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, and Trevor Lawrence as our kings, and we have Daniel Jones, Carson Wentz, and Justin Fields as our Stooges, which is <laughs> tough signs for those three teams because Jalen Jones is a top five pick, Justin Fields a top ten pick. And Carson Wentz was traded for to be your savior, and they all suck. So, congratulations. Congratulations to them. <laughs> all right. Um, should we move on to the newest segment of a podcast? Sammy, I have a question for you. Did this really happen? Well, usually these stories that we're going to go through during these times that did this really happen. Some of them are going to be things that sure did happen, but we can't believe it. For example, last week, if you didn't catch ours, we did Cy Young's complete game record, right? Of like 500, what was it? 700? He had through 749 complete games, which to be broken, you'd need 25 straight years of 30 complete games. So we were like, did this really happen? You know, sometimes it's going to be stats. Sometimes it's going to be conspiracy theories. Sometimes it's going to be just... Things that did happen, like the Seattle Mariners 21-year baseball drought, and we just say, huh, it did happen, but like, how'd this really happen? So it could be like almost like a how'd this really happen and a did this really happen. But, George, we do have a good one today. So today's maybe more of a conspiracy theory. Did this really happen? So did this really happen, Sammy? Did Cal Ripken's streak of consecutive games played be saved by an intentional power outage? Well, can you tell the story? Yeah, no, that's what I was kind of like. I was that's why I went. I was like, hmm, why, George? Well, the story goes that in 1997, two years after breaking Lou Gehrig's record for consecutive games played, a game between the Orioles and Mariners was postponed of an electrical failure that affected the lights at Camden Yards, and this led to a wild rumor that the team intentionally caused the failure to save Ripken's streak when they learned that Ripken 
would be unable to play after he got in a fight with Kevin Costner because Kevin Costner, the actor, was sleeping with Cal Ripken's wife. Well, so where I start with the whole theory is, does Kevin Costner live in Baltimore? I am not sure about the residency of Kevin Costner. Because that's a big part of the story. Um, why, why, where would he be? You know, we're in Baltimore. Is he like in Baltimore sleeping with his wife? Is his wife in LA? Do they have a second home in LA? So a lot I'm, of assume, I'm assuming that Kevin Costner, there will, I mean, from to make this a rumor that Kevin Costner was either filming a movie in Baltimore or living in Baltimore at the time. There's no way that, like, you know, to make it this large of a conspiracy theory, there has to be a connection of Kevin Costner in Baltimore. I'm Googling it because it's it's a good part of the theory. Is he from Baltimore originally? But I'm Googling. Right. I'm not sure because if he's not, I'm also wondering, like, where do you come around to, like, his wife, right? Like, if they're in Baltimore. Like, where is it? Like, Cal Ripken. I don't even know what Cal Ripken's wife looks like. Do you? Uh, I've seen her before because the first time I read the story, I Googled it. And I was like, oh, yeah, she's good looking. Like, I can see why Kevin Costner would want to maybe um, sleep with her. Hmm. If she was not married to Cal Ripken. I was going to say, it's messed up, man. Maybe Kevin Costner is like a big Yankees fan and was just trying to fuck with the Baltimore Orioles, too. Could back be. then, those those teams would be battling for the AL East back in those days. Hmm. Well, aha. I got your answer. All right. So. Thank you, sir. Kevin Costner uh, and baseball's Ironman Cal Ripken Jr. struck up a friendship Ooh. when they met <laughs> at the premiere of Costner's 1990 film, Dances with Wolves. Um, so their uh, friendship began at a premiere. So they actually were were friends. So that's why eventually it, it became an internet, you know, infamous story of the actor being involved in an affair with his wife. Okay. So there is a, I was going to say like, there's got to be some, there was, there had to be some type of connection, right? It can't just be like, Oh, randomly it's Kevin Costner. So with that said, my thoughts are too, like who came up with the theory? Cause there was a power outage that day. Right. I understand that. Um, we don't know if it was forced or real, but like who where'd the connection come to that like oh there's a power outage and that same day we're thinking that there's a problem between Costner and Cal Ripken's wife like did somebody see a fight break out that's like I, I always want to know what these type of rumors like who was the first to re- like catch that that myth all right well I've, in my opinion this is just an opinion somehow it was leaked because it happened now the power outage at a stadium. We've been watching sports for a very long time. When was the last time a baseball game you've seen, Sammy, got postponed due to a power outage at a whole stadium? And look, it, I needed some more research. I didn't. I don't know if there was a storm in Baltimore at that time, but it seemed like it was just one day. Power outage, huge. Second of all, that rumor is so far-fetched that someone must have heard it. There must have been an intentional power outage, and somehow it got leaked that either A, he was sleeping with his wife, or B, he thought he she he was. I'm not saying she did for sure, but Cal Ripken was pissed off that day. That's my that's my theory. Well, George, your theory's debunked. So wow. in 2008, Ripken actually has addressed this, by the way. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I would never address it. He this. said, uh, 
he debunked the myth that he was unavailable to play that night. He said, I was in discussion with the umpires. I was definitely there. I was ready to play. Uh, he said, I was definitely there, and I'm sure I was on camera a number of times being on the field. So they, he's, he's claiming they did not pull the power for him uh, beating up Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner actually addressed the rumors too, saying, oh, cool. I thought at first you guys were saying this was true, and if you were, I was going to take your heads off. Uh, what has been strung together is some kind of crazy story. So he said, I've only met Ripken's wife twice in my life. And altogether, probably spent no more than 10 minutes with her. Yeah, it doesn't take that, I mean, 10 minutes one time. Okay. I mean, it could happen in 10 minutes. He said, in addition to spending next to no time with her, he's never even been to their home, let alone seen the couple's bedroom. So they're not even... Um... So here's a couple of things. He said he's never been to their home. He never said she's never been to my home or seen my bedroom. I'm kidding, by, I'm, I'm kidding, by the way. But okay, so the, I mean, they both addressed it and it's debunked. Either, um, look, a lot of times celebrities will lie and hide things, but I, Cal Ripken and Kevin Costner seem like uh, reputable people, so maybe this is not true. The myth is debunked, George. I'm sorry. Apparently, Cal Ripken was there. So I'm sure there is actually probably footage of him there. But it's an interesting myth in theory. But I'm going to go with we've been debunked. All right, fair enough. Did it happen? No. That's the answer. <laughs> Happy Tuesday. And uh, enjoy week four of football. We'll be back next week. And uh, you might see us more often maybe here when baseball playoffs or NBA starts. So always stay tuned. Turn on your notifications on uh, whatever podcast apps you guys have for the Sports on Tap podcast. Love it, Sammy. This is this is really fun. I'm really liking this. Did this really happen segment too? So did I. Much love. And uh, as always, thanks for stopping by. Peace. Peace.